Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group here at the Fraud Summit in London. I'm talking with Steve Durbin, who's Managing Director of the Information Security Forum. Steve, you gave our keynote presentation this morning, and I have a whole list of questions that I'd like to ask you based on some of the points that you brought up. But before we do that, could you just give our audience some brief background about what the Information Security Forum is? Yeah, absolutely, Tracy. I mean, the ISF Information Security Forum is a 26-year-old not-for-profit organization that works primarily, as we said, with the largest companies in the world. We provide them with research insights, tools, methodologies, and also a collaboration environment for sharing insights on cybersecurity trends and issues. So let's go back to some of the things that you mentioned during your presentation today, and I think this ties in well, Steve, with the definition that you gave for the ISF. The C-suite, of course, is getting under the spotlight now. There's been a lot of pressure on CEOs and boards of directors in the wake of many of the breaches that we've seen across the world. Of course, the U.S. has gotten a lot of attention recently. You mentioned during your discussion that security is the CEO's responsibility. It also is the board's responsibility, and there should be budgets set aside to address some of these emerging cyber risks. But I got the feeling from your presentation that a lot of organizations aren't setting aside the appropriate budget. No, I think that's right. I think the degree of focus that we have seen in the past in terms of allocating funding to what is now, after all, a business issue probably has been lacking. We've tended to view security as being a technical issue, something that probably fits under the CIO, perhaps, in a lot of organizations. And really, from from my standpoint, I think what we are seeing now is that cybersecurity clearly is a business-related issue. It does have the ability to impact significantly on some of the core business measures in terms of things like brand, reputation, stock value, and just customer perception, and so therefore the ability for an organization to compete effectively. All of those things, for me, sit with the C-suite. So if you were to give advice to a company about the type of budget they should set aside, could you give us any idea about the percentage or monetary value that would be involved there? Easy to say and not so easy to actually do. I mean, the the, the real issue for me is about trying to understand your risk profile. So from a a C-suite perspective, it's about managing risk across the enterprise and then putting aside the appropriate amount of funding to deal with those risks. So, for instance, a large insurance company that I'm aware of has set aside £10 million. Um, If you're an SME, of course, you're not going to be anywhere near that, yet you'll probably want to be allocating a certain amount of funding that's appropriate to deal with the risk that you have to carry. So it really is a bit of horses for courses in terms of funding, but the most important piece is to conduct the risk assessments, to understand your risk appetite, and to make sure that it's being funded appropriately. So talking about funding, a lot of organizations, of course, have budgets for cybersecurity compliance because there are so many regulations that banking institutions and organizations, healthcare across the board have to comply with. But you're not a big fan of compliance, and you mentioned that this morning. Why? Yeah, for me, you see, compliance is all about driving the car looking in the rearview mirror. Compliance will make sure that you are in line with what regulators or legislators understand today. The challenge we face with cybersecurity is that frequently what is happening we've never seen before. And so if you have only a compliance-focused approach, you will not be mindful of some of these other things that could hit your organization. So for me, it's about resilience. It's about understanding better how to equip the organization to deal with a fast-moving environment where things happen that you've never seen before. And so you can't possibly expect compliance to cover off those areas. So how do companies address this? How do they help to expand their horizons and get over the mindset of just focusing on compliance and focus more on cyber resilience? Well, I've talked about risk and about the risk appetite. I think there are some important inputs into that. Uh, First of all, I think we need to understand the evolving threat landscape. 
there's a need, therefore, to be conducting threat research to understand and collaborate better with law enforcement, government agencies, and we shouldn't uh, forget as well with other organisations in the same vertical sectors as you're operating to really try to get a good handle on what's happening out there. So understanding what's going on from a threat standpoint, applying that back into your overall risk profile, you'll then want to be taking into account the areas in which you're operating because you probably want to have a different profile if you're operating, say, in the Far East from in the United States or in mainland Europe. So let's talk about cyber resilience. Of course, a lot of this revolves around the workforce. And you mentioned this morning that as the baby boomers retire, they have legacy systems in place that they're familiar with. But when they have someone come in to replace them, these new workers may not be quite so familiar with that technology and quite frankly, Steve, there probably won't be that many people who can replace these baby boomers that are leaving the workforce. There just aren't that many qualified folks. Mm, the pursuit of skill sets, the pursuit of the right skill sets, I suppose, in this space is something that is a real problem for all organisations. It doesn't matter whether you're private sector, public sector, government or, or where you are. We're all clamouring for the same sorts of skills. Um, how we get around that? That's, that's the real question. And I think that uh, outsourcing and um, you know, use of third parties, that clearly has a role to play. It introduces additional challenges in terms of how you manage that resource. Uh, but certainly, uh, if we're looking at some of the more complex areas, there is a strong case to be made. Um, I'm thinking of things like forensics, for instance, or um, some of the more sophisticated areas. There's a strong case to be made for, for outsourcing in that area. The only thing I would say is that you can't outsource responsibility. So irrespective of whether you're using your own people or third parties, you're still responsible. And this goes back to some of what you were talking about earlier today about the supply chain. So the more you outsource, the more you extend that supply chain and, again, of course, extend your risks. When it comes to managing the supply chain, what words of advice could you offer to organizations? For me, I think it's about collaboration. It's about getting very much closer to understanding what it is that your suppliers are doing. And, And I think we've been... Pretty good at doing that if we're talking about tier one suppliers, but then it goes beyond that to tier twos, tier threes, and and, uh, and well beyond that too. And so clarity of what you expect. Ideally, if you're letting a contract, you're in a good position because you can put that into the contract at the beginning. Of course, there are so few of those opportunities around, and we're really trying to pay catch up. So it is about clarity. It's about having the right policies. It's about communicating those effectively with your third parties and having the conversations with them about how they view security as well. So more open dialogue, more collaboration around policies and procedures that you've put in place. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for your time and thank you for the keynote presentation this morning. Uh, Pleasure. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Steve Durbin of the Information Security Forum. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.